You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast is brought to you in association with Bootbox Vancouver. Bootbox Vancouver is a distributor of boot socks. Boot socks help footballers change direction quicker by gripping the boot and maximizing the power transfer from foot to footwear. Head to bootboxvancouver.com to order yours now. <coughs> Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. We are joined by York Nine's. Uh, 2019 Player of the Year and uh, fullback Maury Donner. Welcome to the show, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, we're really, really pleased to have you on the show. We've been wanting to get you on for a while, so uh, this is exciting for us. And we're also joined by our regular barfly, Carlos Benitez. Welcome again to the show, Carlos. Well, thanks, Anthony, and thank you, Maury, for being part of the pop. We're excited to have you and have some questions. Time. So, uh, first question I have for you, man, is um, was it a penalty or not a penalty? A pen for me, I think. it's uh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I think, honestly, yeah. Is that like, but if that had been your team, would you have been unhappy with the, with the decision? Yeah, I, the first glance that I saw, um, <clears throat> I was watching at the time, I just felt it was excessive force. You know, I, I think he gets the ball first, but... Um, just the way he went through the player is, is just uh, it's too much for me. So watching it back on the replay, it's it's one of those where, yeah, of course, you know, 10 years ago as a, as a goalkeeper, I think maybe the ref doesn't call it because it's old-fashioned. But in this day, I think he got ball, a little ball, but it's, it's, it's a little over the top for me. It's, a, it's a reckless. All right, fair enough. <laughs> we instantly don't like you. So, uh, so, so uh, how are you? How are you finding life in the bubble? What's the What's the day today like? It's just uh, just kind of a light day for the starters that uh, we we had the other day. So you know, just going to the field, having training around ten. Breakfast is usually eight eight a.m. Um, come down, wake up seven thirty. So um, yeah, just start start the day usually around ten. Training and. For us, we just played some soccer tennis today just to stretch the legs. Um, some of the guys were uh, doing some stuff on their own with the coaches, some more high-intensity stuff. You know, these games are coming quick and fast, so, you know, we got to manage our bodies. we got to do the right things, especially on the day off. So, And then, you know, it's pretty much an open day. We came back with some recovery stuff. Uh, the pool here is available whenever, whenever we're slotted in, so there's a schedule for that every day, but you know, it's it's kind of you know the hotel life is it's a it's a little uh, <laughs> uncomfortable at times, but you know this is part of the job. This is uh, you know we'd rather be playing than not playing. So this is what it is, and you know to us to make the most of it as we as we go along into the the coming weeks. Just pretend that you're in a big club like with a fancy training camp. You know that you have like <laughs> your, your room with the York Nine logo. You know you you go to the everything branded with the club, like, you know, because it's pretty much like how the bigger clubs are, are operating right now. Like, if you see the Euro, the, the giants in Europe, all of them, like, they have kind of like a similar staff, you know, like, they're concentrating, like, like sharing the room with somebody, you know, training their pool, recovery stuff, but more fun, you know. I feel like the bubble thing makes make it a little bit awkward, you know, because you got to follow the regulations for safety. The whole idea around it is to, mm -hmm. to get a season in, right? So mm -hmm. it's the second year of the CPL, and 
Um, obviously, we need to play games. We need to. We can't have that gap year. You know, we have to play games. We have to keep this league growing until the, the World Cup comes. Mm-hmm. But you know, for me, I watched the Bundesliga. There was a league, first big league that started, and you know, they they took that kind of bubble experience. And same with MLS. But honestly, everything's been very professional here. Um, just from coming off the plane to, you know, there's multiple security guards making sure we're always safe, making sure no one's coming in the bubble, making sure that we're doing the right thing. So from a logistical standpoint, it's, it's you know, we can all we can ask for. And it's just our job to try to, you know, stay focused and uh, get into a kind of different routine than we're used to and just go perform on the field. That's what we're paid to do. So we have to do it. How are you, uh, how are you fighting the boredom? But to say that's probably the worst part. You know, we, we all have the same roommate for the six weeks. So for me, I like to hang around with different people every day, you know, just to kind of, you know, spruce it up. And we got cards. We have actually a, a team room where we eat. So there's a ping pong table in there. And we have a bunch of board games and cards, some darts on the wall. And, you know, this is just about, you know, team bonding and just trying to get the best out of the, the time that we have uh, off, essentially, when during the day, you know. We have an hour and a half session per day or a game, and the rest of the time it's 10 hours, 11 hours to, to kill, right? So um, luckily there's Champions League and some soccer on right now that we can watch and you know, kind of keep going with that. But you know, we're just trying to get the best out of it. We're trying to you know, stay involved with things, trying to I talk to my mom every day, just, just do the kind of little things that make life you know, happy for, for us. So it's obviously a difficult time, just – you know, we, we can't go on walks. We can't go to our coffee shop. We can't do the little <laughs> things that we like to do. So I always wanted to be a pro and, you know, this is what I signed up for, you know, and whatever is asked of me, I'm going to do. So this is just, you know, when I look back in five to 10 years down the road, this is a step that I need to take. And, you know, I'm happy to do it for the short term. Who are you sharing a room with right now in, in, in the hotel? So it's me and Abzi. Abzi, nice. nice. Yeah. What's his worst habit? Not so much a habit, but the French people, they talk loud, man. I can hear them down the, I can hear them down the hall. I can hear them down the hall, but, you know, he's a very family-oriented guy, and he always he speaks Arabic and French, so he talks to his parents every day, and, you know, we're just getting used to each other. We've, we've lived in an international house to get, <clears throat> together, so, you know, it's, it's perfect for us. So, um, how, how do you think the games have gone so far for the for the team? Not the best, man. Honestly, I think uh, we we started. We wanted to get a win against Ottawa. Obviously, being an expansion team, we didn't really know what to expect. Obviously, they came out flying because it was their first game, right? But you know, everyone says that they want us to win. We 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 try to we try to do that, but it's it's. I think it's more of uh, just. You know, trying to get the results before we face the Calvary and Forge because those are going to be our hardest games on paper, right? So we're just trying to do our best. We're trying to pick up points. And I think the biggest thing we've noticed this year is that everyone's kind of closed the gap. Everyone's gotten a lot better. And I think you see, even though there's been, you know, 10 months off, you see that quality. You see every team has added pieces. Every team has gotten a little better. So, um Every you know every game is a battle and you know two ties it's it's not the end of the world but we, we need to start winning we need to start picking up points and you know these next two games are going to be crucial for us so on a personal level I, I want to do better you know for me I want to get as many assists as I can this is a perfect time for me to to get scouted and you know 
there's been a few players going, getting sold to bigger clubs and, you know, I'm at the perfect age where I want to get experience, but I also have ambitions for myself as well. So, you know, this is a tournament tournament for me to get exposure to. So I'm not happy with the, the performances that I've been putting in, but, you know, I'm slowly getting better as the tournament progresses. Just, I wanted to ask you like how uh, your deal with, with York nine started. Uh, I know you played for Aurora and before you were playing in the USL, uh, how that, how the deal with York came up? Like, were you, did you do through an agent or they just like scout you and said like, you know, you want to have a tryout with us? Um, Jimmy was my old Aurora coach. So I played there for three years. Um, and Jimmy was, I met Jimmy and actually Simon Adji that played on my old team with me and he left the club, but I stayed there because, you know, for me to play at the league one level was the highest, you know, I could play at at the time. So for me, I just wanted to play games and learn the game and get to that next level. And I thought that playing every game and 90 minutes was the best thing for me. But, um, actually Jimmy reached out to me at the end of the season and said to me, you know, I have my eye on you and said if I want to come for a trial at the end of the year. And I said, of course. So he brought me in for two weeks. And after three days, he gave me gave me uh, the option to sign a pro deal. So I was, I was very happy for me. And um, now I'm just looking to, to play games and try to get to the next level. Um, you know, I'm 26 now. So obviously, you know, I want to try to get to the highest level possible. And, um, you know, I want to put in the performances that will help me get there. I know you signed uh, another year contract in 2020, you know, now obviously the, the Island game season. Um, how did it come about? Do you have options for another CPL team or you were having options outside? I know with COVID, it's kind of different, you know, and it's kind of difficult now for every player. So you can share more information about it. It was for me to have a good year this year and to try to, you know, get to that next level. You know, for me, um, you know, MLS is a good option, but I've always had a dream of playing in Europe. I think uh, that's that's the number one place I want to play. And for my goals, you know, I want to play Champions League, Europa League. So those are the things that, you know, I look for when, when I'm playing every day. But yeah, so, you know, because of COVID, I wanted that security for, for next year. And I felt like, you know, I had a good relationship with Jimmy. I have a good relationship with the team. We had a lot of guys coming back. So for me, just to to sign again was, you know, part of the process. You know, I have to I have to go with what happens. You know, obviously now we don't have a full season and 10 games, you know, maybe it's enough to get seen by another club, but maybe it isn't. So for me right now, I've cemented myself as one of the best in the league at my position. So, you know, I, I want to gain experience. I want to learn. I want to keep getting better. And, if the time comes where, you know, a team is going to come and look at me, then, you know, I'll be, I'll be ready for that. And one last one before I pass it to Anthony. Um, as, a, as a fullback, as a defender, um, with this COVID-19 situation that it has shocked the world for everybody, what has been as a player that the most difficult part for you? Like, you know, I know being away from soccer is the main thing because you want to play, you know, and – but – what was the more challenging part for you is in uh, in terms of like perhaps like taking care of your body, your diet and everything like how challenging is that for you? You know, for me, you know, I had my first year of being a pro at 25. So I've avoided a super long time to get to where I am now. And, you know, 
not being sure of the situation that's it's it's mentally frustrating for me more than anyone because you know I have a, a good season and I want to keep playing and I want to keep showing you know CPL and even myself that you know I can keep going and get to that next level but you know obviously with things that happened it was you know I kept getting down on myself I kept it was hard for me to just stay stay positive because you know, at the end of the day, you just want to play. You just, you just want to go out on the field and do what you love. And you know, I actually moved home to Collingwood, a small town, and was just you know running with an old cross country friend, just running you know every day, trying to just do what I could to stay in shape. And you know, the thing about football is, you know, you have to be ready when the time comes. And you know, we finally got the call to say that we're going to start private training, and you know. I have to be ready for that. I have to keep going, you know, for the, for the last 10 years of my life, I've been, you know, dedicating myself to this game, to this sport that I love so much. And, you know, it, it can't change just because of this hard time, you know, it, it has to keep going. And, you know, the journey is important as the destination is one of my favorite quotes because you know, it doesn't matter what happens in, in your life. You know, it's, it's what, what matters to your heart. That's the most important. And for me, um, the time off kind of gave me a better perspective as to why I, I love this game so much and why I want to play it. Yeah, like speaking of like like becoming a professional, like how is that step up going from like like semi pro almost with Aurora to full time pro? What's the differences like for people who want to make that jump? Um, you know, I'd say that on a League One team, there's two or three players that are you know can take that next step, right? So when you first, I remember the first training session I had. You know, I'm playing with guys that have been pros for multiple years. And, you know, it, it's not only um, how you carry yourself on the field. You know, you always have to be um, carrying yourself in a professional manner. I just remember, you know, going out with the guys and just, you know, them, you know putting their armor on me and telling them stories and just telling me that, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. You know, you can't have it, you know, peachy and rosy the, the whole time, right? So... For me, last year I didn't start. I didn't start games at the beginning of the year, and that was one of the hardest things of my life because, you know, I've always played wherever I've been. You know, League One, I was I was the captain, I was the guy, and I would always be in a position where, you know, it didn't matter if I made mistakes, it didn't matter, you know, how I played in training, I would just play. But you know, at this level, it's it's all about performances. You know, it's all about performances, and you know. If you're not performing at, at the level during the week, you're not playing on the weekend. So that's a huge difference because, you know, maybe there's 20 guys on a League One team and some guys don't come to training. So those guys are going to not start the, the next game, right? So it makes it easy for you. <laughs> but at that professional level, there's, there's tons of variables. You know, this is your job. This is, this is you wake up and, you know, if you have a nine to five, you have to perform. You have to make sure you're doing what you're your manager asks. It's the same here. You ha you have to do what we have to do. So, no, it's it's it was a definitely a hard transition for me. Just you know, on the field, it's it, it's a lot tougher. There's a lot better players, but you know, how can you mentally prepare yourself and mentally get through it? Is 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 what I would say the most as a player that wants to aspire as a pro. It's 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 not all what you see just on TV. It's you know, there's many variables off the field as well. Yeah. Um... Yesterday you played with with Jimmy before you went to York. What's he like as a manager? Like, is he a kind of arm around the shoulder kind of guy, or is he like you're the worst person in the world? Like, get your shit together. He's always gonna listen for me. I always ask questions because you know when I was at that semi pro level, 
It was all about how can I get to that next level? And now I'm at this level, you know, what can I do to get better? What can I do to take me to that next level? My game, you know, because, you know, I started late and I want to get the best jump as I can to, to get up in my career. So, you know, he's been great with me. He always was. Um, at the time at Aurora, we weren't, uh, we weren't doing well. So it was obviously a frustrating time. But, you know, as soon as I came here, he was, he was always looking to, to better myself. He was always looking to, to help me. And, you know, I always ask him questions, you know, even if I make mistakes, I, you know, I go to go to his room and uh, he shows me, you know, what can I do better? You know, how can I affect the, the game more? So, you know, without him, I wouldn't have signed my first professional contract. I wouldn't be in the situation that I am now. So I can only thank him. And, you know, the best is yet to come for both of us. Just going back to the other game, um, were you surprised at how, how intense they were? Like, I mean, did they just... Shock is because he's almost in shell shock all in a half time. Like he's were like, what the hell's going on? Like, was it like how was it? Was it was it crazy to play against? Were they just like so up for? Um, I mean, usually we do scouting on a team, and we didn't have anything because they're a brand new squad. But um, honestly, I think they caught us by surprise. I think they played better than what we expected, and they had a good system. They keep the ball, you know, pretty well. So, and it was their first game, and. They came out really strong, and we got we went two 0 down. And you can't do that in football, you know. It's it's a cutthroat game. It's it's you know made by small errors. Even me, I made a mistake in the back line when you know I should have been covering uh, defender better. And you know that's that's my fault. And you know we we make mistakes as a team, and it shouldn't take us you know two goals to realize that we're in a game that we have to play. You know and. Once we did, we started to play. Obviously, the red card came into effect, but you know, I thought we were a lot better in the second half. We showed, you know, how we can play as a team. Our York Nine football. We like to play on the ground. We like to uh, move the ball around. So, you know, Gaffer just says to us, you know, to keep playing the way we're playing. You know, we're getting better as the the tournament goes on, and you know, this is the business end now that we're coming to. We have to win games. So. Um, I think Ottawa's picked up two red cards in the last two games, so it's it's been difficult for them. But you know they they came out strong in the first game, so I, you have to give credit where credit is due. What was the kind of the atmosphere in the dressing room at the halftime? Like after that, that first half, where he's like just sitting around going, "What the hell's happening here?" Or like did Jimmy like to say, "Guys, get your heads in the game and." had a, a few chances in the first half, so you know for us we knew we were going to get more chances, but. You know, it's about how can we stay mentally strong? How can we make sure that we're going to not concede? And we had to we had to talk about just, you know, a few things tactically that we had to change. And, you know, we knew we were going to get more chances. It was just a matter of how many we would get and if we would put them away. So, you know, we did well to come back 2-2, but, you know, it shouldn't have went 2-0 in the first place. So we're obviously disappointed that we gave, gave up, uh, you know, two points in the opening game. And, you know, now we're now we're you know we have to do business now. So just uh, going look into the, the game after. Um, how, how do you think that you kind of change? You just looked a totally different team. Like you were, you pretty much controlled large portions of that game. Like, what, did Manny make a big difference when he came back in? Or and he's uh, he's our captain and he's been an integral role for us. And you know he had an injury and. You know, he could have played, but the, the thing is, you know, he wants to be 100% for the games going forward. So, you know, when he came in, I thought we were much more, you know, York 9-like. We, we played football and, 
you know, less mistakes at the back, less small errors. And, you know, it was, it was unlucky at the end to concede in the 92nd minute. That's obviously, you know, heartbreaking. Um, but, you know, you know Manny's, Manny's been there for us and he's, you can see him, you know, he picks all the guys up. It's, it's a lot different when we're training together as a group and then, you know, we don't have him in the locker room at the same with, with the guys on, on the field. So, you know, he's, he's why we, we play for each other. He's, he's the nucleus. So, you know, he's, he's great to have for us. Uh, yeah, you were talking about improvements. Uh, you were always constantly asked to Jimmy Brennan and all your coaches, which is great because it shows the hunger that you have for the game and how better you want to be. In terms of that, how would you describe the Maury Donner that we saw in 2019 with this current year? What are the, the improvements, you know, that you have developed? Uh, you know, for me, I've always been an attacking fullback. I actually played fullback uh, as a kid. And, you know, one game, well, there wasn't a fullback there. So I stepped in and I fell in love with the, the position ever since. But, you know, Jimmy always used to tell me that, you know, sense the danger. Make sure that I'm, you know, in a good position that when I, if we lose the ball, make sure I'm in a good position to, to help the defenders. So, you know, last year I... I contributed with four assists and had a goal and for me you know without COVID I wanted to you know my goal was to get seven to ten assists and you know just to, to try to be more consistent I think I think uh, you know out of the season last year I had um, a bunch of like, great performances and a few average ones and I wanted to you know I want to be a seven out of ten guy I want to be that guy that always has consistent performances um, for me I didn't have good performances against Calgary and Forge last year. And that was something that, you know, I wanted to, to try to iron in my game. You know, I can play good against, you know, the, the average teams, but can I play good against the, the best teams? And that's something that I wanted to, to, to kind of get into my game. And, you know, that's, that's what I want to do in this tournament. I, I feel, you know, I'm hard on myself and I feel that I haven't played the best two games. And, you know, I know that and I, I need to be better for the team. You know, the fullbacks, a big part of our, our squad and the guys look for us to, to be the outlet. They look for us to create chances. So, um, you know, just to have that confidence to go into the next game on the weekend, you know, I, I want to be better for, for everyone and to try to, to create, create more chances for us. That's great. Uh, that That's great to hear because, you know, to be the best, you know, you got to play against the best. Um, this is kind of like follow my second question as a fullback. Who has been the toughest attacker that you have faced in the CPL? Tristan is a is a you know he's sometimes not on my side. He's he's a great player, obviously, because he moved on to to better things. Um, I would say Chris Nanko has given me a, a quite a bit of problems um, because he's he's a like I'm a I'm a fast guy, but he he's almost as quick as me as well. And with the ball, he's he's very quick. So uh, especially at Tim Hortons Field, it's a, it's a bigger field, right? So. When you when you play at our field, there's not enough space. There's not enough space to really take players one on one and to expose them. But going away from home on a bigger field, it's it's a lot uh, more difficult with with the pitch. So he's a player that you know we we actually had a relationship last year where you know we would make jokes to each other and just uh, <laughs> kind of egg each other on because uh, he would say that I'm faster than him. I would say no, I'm faster than you, and we were just uh, kind of fight with each other during the game and you know it's it's something that uh, pushed me to, to better things so and that, that's now, great now Corey Bent is faster than the two years 
We'll see. <laughs> he can wait. Well, he has, he says that he likes to play with the best. So let's hope. Hopefully, you know, Corey put some challenges on you. But like jokes aside, um, as a fullback, um, it's also like a position that demands a lot of attention because you either, if you really screw it up, like you know, I feel like after the goalkeeper is the second one that everybody points a finger. You know, like this guy should be there. Blah blah blah. Um, would you consider yourself as a fullback? Because I see your highlights and I see that you can go in the tags and times. Would you consider yourself like when you have a perfect partner as a fullback? In this case, you have uh, Matt, you are known. Um, how's that, that chemistry developing? Because he likes to go for the set pieces up there in the corner kicks and he scored for Halifax last year. I don't think, I think he scored one or two goals in a corner as a header. So I feel like it's a perfect kind of like combination for you guys. So how is that, that partnership developing as a fullback there? With us, it's all about, um, you know, trust. And when one guy goes, the other one has to stay. So, you know, mm -hmm. we get into a system where Abzi goes and I stay because if we, we both go at the same time, there's no balance, there's no structure. Mm -hmm. So we always are making sure we're talking to, you know, Roger, or Anone or Luca to make sure that, you know, we're always communicating. That's the most important part because, mm -hmm. you know, when there's breakdowns, when there's small individual errors, you know, one times, two times, three times, that's going to lead to a goal. You know, it's not just, you know, about the fullbacks being in a position to help the defenders, but, you know, we have to be in a position to be relative towards the team. So, you know, if we have possession, we're in a position where if we lose the ball, yeah. then how can we how can we prevent them from getting to the goal as quick as possible? And you know that's the biggest thing like that I've noticed about you know being in a semi-pro environment and being in a professional environment is the tactical awareness. Mm -hmm. You know you, you can't take plays off, you can't you can't take games off because at this level there's quality players and they will hurt you. So you know adding that tactical opponent to my game. You know, like, like you said, you know, I have to ask questions. I have to make sure that I'm getting into the best areas. And, you know, that's why, you know, after the games, I'm looking at tape, making sure that I'm doing the right things. And, you know, we all make mistakes. That's, you know, that's, that's normal. And you know, I'll be the first person to put my hand up and say that I made a mistake. But, you know, you have to learn from them and you, you have to get better. That's why we play. That's good. And the last one before I pass it to Anthony. So for this 2020 you guys look really, really solid on the defensive line uh, for York. You know, you have a big look, uh, Gasparotto there. You got Arnone, you got Apsi. Um, Is that an extra motivation for you guys, like as a defensive? You know, because like with that defensive line, like it's kind of like I, you can trust them no matter what. How does it feel like, you know, with those technical talks that Jimmy Brennan gave to you guys, like that he wants the defense to be like more attacking, like, or has to be like just a classic one because now that he got the pro license, like maybe he wants to do some like new techniques, maybe like, you know, some changes, you know, how it works. You can share his tactics and his board. We wouldn't mind also. <laughs> no, the, the key things are that you're comfortable in the system that you're playing. And, you know, we've all been together for almost two years now. And that, that obviously has been showing over the last, uh, the last few months. So, you know, this is a this is about learning from each other and comfortability. So, you know, it, it's when I look to the left, they have my back. When I look to the right, they have my back. So, you know, we're very comfortable together, and you know, we we have high expectations for each other because we've been together for almost two years. So, you know, 
we're slightly unhappy of how we've been playing, but we have uh, we have the belief that we're going to get there in the end. Uh, Alvaro Rivero scored a, an amazing goal in the, the the last game. Like, do you see? Did you see that stuff? I know he has. He's he only kind of arrived just before you guys took off to Prince Edward Island. But have you seen that kind of stuff in training? Because that was world class. That was an incredible little finish that he that he did. You know, he he. We've only seen him uh, here, but he's listen. He's a technical player, and he's a guy that you know he's he's very intelligent off the ball. You know, he gets into good areas and. Um, he's just, he he takes that first touch, you know, kind of that deft touch away from you. So, you know, he's something that we haven't seen before on this team. And, you know, uh, you know, he's a, uh, he's even taking English lessons right now to, to get better, to try to, to learn and to help us because, you know, the communication is important for all of us. We, we all always want to be on the same page with him and him with us. So, He's a he's a great guy. He's he's a funny guy, and I wish him all the success. We we want him to score as many as possible. How good was that goal, though? <laughs> it was good. Bang! One touch, bang! He's, he he deserves it. He's been working really hard. Just uh, just blew my mind that because I I think that you know um, obviously because it's a newer league, you don't like you don't always get to see those kind of goals, I guess. And it just blew me away that there's somebody in the league capable of doing that. So. Uh, great work to uh, the, the scouting team to, to to pick him up, I guess. Um, is it is it true that Manny is giving a like has a, a side gig giving like English lessons to Alvaro? Is that true? <laughs> I think uh, Alvaro's uh, been doing some stuff online with uh, some some teachers. So I think I heard something the other day that he was doing that. So no, it's good, man, because. You know, we always want to be we always want to be talking together. I know yeah. Manny does most of the communication uh, with him through us, and also our goalie coach is uh, he speaks Spanish as well, and obviously Portuguese as well. You can kind of get some stuff with uh, with Gabby, but you know this is this is the field to to know where we are, so it, it's good for us. Well, Petrasso came on there like he 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 looked pretty sharp too. Uh, he plays the same side as you. Uh, how is that relationship uh, starting to to develop? Um, last year, he uh, we played against each other, and at the end of the year, we played our last away game uh, in Winnipeg, and uh, just you know, uh, such a great career, and uh, I envy his game a lot. So, just I went up to him and said, you know, I like how you play, I like your game, and he said the same to me, and uh, now we're playing together, and our chemistry is is very good. We we definitely supplement each other well, and. You know, it's it's a shame that you know, we haven't had as as much time together. But you know, I think the best is yet to come. I think um, he's a fast player. He's a very intelligent player. He loves the confidence to take players one v one, and when they're focused on him, you know, I can also be that outlet on the right side of him to to whip balls into the box. And I think we complement each other really well. And uh, I think the games to come are going to be dangerous. Yeah, it's great for you to get to play. With players like that too, because obviously Alvaro was at Real Madrid and Michael was at QPR and stuff like that in England. Like, so we've been asking him questions about what it's like playing in Europe because I know you said that's kind of one of your goals. Just a bit about you know things that went on there, and obviously you know they play you know 40, 50 games a season with you know FA Cup and all that stuff. But you know even the national team, that's something that I aspire to. I, I want to try to get called in at some point, and those are you know my goals. And I want to achieve them. So, you know, he's a there's players here that I look up to. You know, that are senior players that 
you know, whenever they tell me to do something, you know, I'm going to try to learn and try to do it for them. So, you know, I'm just trying to, to learn as much as I can so I can try to achieve what they do. We have connections in Ireland, so we might be able to hook you up with a gig over there. Anthony now wants to be an agent. Yeah, I know, yeah. I'm not sure you'd, I'm not sure you like the food, though, to be honest. So, the accent, mate. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cheers. Jimmy can translate. He, he got his license over there. Uh, so um, so just, just the last question I've got. This, obviously, you were probably the team that came closest to Forge and Calvary last year. What was that kind of like just missing ingredient that you've had that just didn't take you to that next level? And do you think you've um, do you think you've found it with the players you brought in in the off season? That uh, we used was just consistency. You know, over a thirty game season like last year, you know, three four ties or two three losses, and you're out of the picture, right? And the good teams manage to beat teams when they're not playing at their best. And we saw that with Calgary and Forge last year. You know, you go up one nothing, you have that ability to, to see games out. And, you know, we didn't have that. And, you know, as you saw at the end of the table, it was, you know, there's a big gap between us all. So, you know, I don't think it's just us. I think a lot of teams have up quality and a lot of teams have tried to do their best to, you know, have so you know for us we just we we want to be a team that goes up and keeps the lead and that's why yesterday was the other day was just difficult to swallow because you know we talked about how we wanted to you know be resilient and you know grind out wins and you know that that's what it takes from a championship team so we need to get to that level we need to beat teams you know when we're not on our best when we're not on our day and that's what it's going to take and how, speaking of missing ingredients, uh, the main missing ingredient in this season, I think, for York was Yorkie. Uh, I wanted to ask you, like, what you think about that and how important. That's, that's, a, that's an Angus question, man. I can't answer that. That's, that's, a, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> at the, at the, who was the, the other question that I wanted to ask you is, uh, it's, it's not about Yorkie, but uh, what's going to be the – the score on Saturday, uh, a little pundit here. Uh, two 0 York. Okay, and goals. Alvaro goal and a uh, more assist. <laughs> nice. nice. At the end of the show, we always going to ask people just the uh, the same kind of like little question. So, um, if you're going to play in a five side tournament, uh, from the players that you've played with yourself, uh, who would be on your team? Sorry, the only players that I played with. Well, I'll give you my five. So I got me. I got to put myself in. There's, of no, there's no question. Fair enough. So, me, will go Arnone because he's uh, a really good friend of mine and a great player. And I think he's really good box-to-box in the five. Abzi, and I play with Camargo, actually, in regional team. So, I'll go with him and I'll go with Telfer and Nate Ingle. It's a pretty solid team there, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, what, what boots are you wearing now and what are your all-time favorites? Sorry, cleats. Sorry, cleats. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Studs. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up just a sponsorship over the last month or so with uh, um, a song from Toronto and a local store wanted to sponsor me. So I just picked up a sponsorship with them um, for, the, for, for the coming years. Um, so I'm wearing Nike Vapors right now, Mercurials, but... I actually had a huge obsession with uh, an, a three-year-old pair of Nike Mercurials, uh, Nike Mercurial Vapor 9s, and I was actually ordering them on eBay um, for the last 
three years. Um, same, same, same style. But um, it's just it's so hard, man, to get to try to track down the size that I, I wear a size eleven. I have a big foot, so um, you know you have to trade with people. You have to try to get the you know I'd go on and there'd be like a nine and a half, a ten and a half, and <laughs> just got to a point where I was just like, man, like I was paying seventy bucks to ship them in. Like it, it was just wow. It was a it was you know it was starting to turn into a mess. So I. You know, once I got the sponsorship, I said, you know, I'm blessed to play this game. You know, I'm blessed to play, to do what I love. And, you know, they, we kind of sat down and tried on a bunch of shoes. And this was the one that I wanted to go for. So, you know, just, just to be able to get, you know, free shoes is, is something that I've always dreamed of. So, Who's the sponsorship with? Soccer World in, uh, in Oakville. So they, they're very, they, they support the CPL. So, you know, I'm very happy to be a part of that. It's so, it's so interesting to see that you know that you're a player and you get free free boots or free cleats like it's it, it was your dream like for us our dream is just get a sponsor to getting free boots you know we're a pop so, yeah. so uh, you can get a Nike deal or an Adidas deal but you know I'm, I'm I'm not in a position to really do that right now I haven't had anyone reach out to me but you know this you, this this, uh, this business reached out to me and I'm happy to be involved. Yeah, we're last one. Get, we're trying to get a deal with Guinness, but housing criteria. <laughs> top three. One of the, top, one of the worst. <laughs> top three uh, fullbacks. Top three fullbacks, left oh. or right, because I love some last fullbacks of all time. Um, oh, of all time. Yeah. Um, well, Danny Alves is my favorite player of all time. Probably go Jordi Alba is just an amazing player and. Um, not of all time, but I think he will be one of the best of all time. Will be Trent Alexander Arnold of Liverpool, just because mm -hmm. I think I think he's just such an amazing distributor of the ball. You know, mm -hmm. he. To be honest, um, you know, I'm a United fan, but you know, we have Juan Bissaka, and he's one of the best defensive fullbacks, but mm -hmm. not so much going forward. Whereas Trent Alexander Arnold is just the exact opposite. You know, he's so good going forward, but not so much defensive. But you know, it's you know, he can't. Like Marcelo in his prime. What do you think of uh, Andy Robertson? Great. Um, you know, he plays on a bad team, but he's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I can't okay. do that right. I can't do that right. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, do you have any pregame rituals or superstitions? I'm a big music guy. I actually listen to a lot of electric, like EDM kind of stuff, which is, you know, my teammates don't like so I don't even try I don't even try to go on the ox they're always listening to rap and stuff but you know I, I just you know for me to play this game like I said is, is a dream come true and you know I just try to, to to stay in my zone to try to just you know appreciate that you know I'm stepping on the field and there's my family watching but there's also you guys and also other people that you know, invest their time into watching me play this game. So, you know, I want to give my best. I want to give my 100%. And that's what I think comes out of my game. You know, I'm, I'm a very hungry guy. I, I give everything I have because, you know, I feel this, you know, you can't take this for granted. You, you can't, you can't, you can't do it because there's going to become a time where I can't do this anymore. And for, for 10 years of my life, I need to work hard and to try to get the best out of it. Yeah, man, and like, you know, every time we watch you, like, you, although we're Wanderers fans, we know that you give 100% and we, we got to respect that, you know, like, um, 
you're a great player and we're really lucky that you're a part of the league. So thank you so much for taking so much time out to, to hang out with us and talk some football, man. Really appreciate it. Um, we got your sponsorship deal in there. We, uh, we, we'll we talk to Absie and Tom to tone it down a little bit with the voice. And uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't talk to him enough. It's, it's out of my control. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll tell Angus that you want to bring Yorkie back. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. tough, tough crowd, tough crowd. I know, buddy. I know, I know. Uh, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck on the weekend, man. Yeah, good luck on Saturday. And thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. Okay, guys. Thanks, guys, so much for having me. The Wanderers played against the, the last year's champions, uh, Forge, and gave a really, really, really good account of themselves. Um, I thought that I would just catch up with Carlos and get his views as he's our chief pundit now. On, on he's our, uh, <laughs> he, as people have been saying, he's a Roy Keane, he's a Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher all rolled into one. So, um, Carlos, <laughs> um, it, it really did seem... Um, especially the second half, a much, much improved uh, performance from the team. Um, how did you see the game? Um, first half definitely was different than the second one. We improved in the second one. I feel like in the first half, we were a little bit with the anxiety of the game against the rival because Forge, you know, champions, they're playing good. One of the top ones this season. And uh, that anxiety started like a little bit hitting the the team. And when we get a penalty call, that's when it was more in the head, I think so. And I don't blame the team because like everybody, you know, were like nervous about the game and then we score a penalty that to me wasn't a penalty, but who knows, you know, rules are rules. And so we move on and Jason almost had that penalty though. Like he get it, like it was just like with strong, but he, he he was just a little bit up, like he almost probably like, catch it. So I think um, I, I I I think there was so much power in the shot. I think that's mm-hmm. where uh, it probably it just... was. Yeah, it was a lot of power. Uh, that was the first half. Um, the second half maybe was something in the local room. Something things have to be said, and it was another team in the second half and. Um, I feel like Akeem score again, not a good, which is he score the first match. He's he caused a penalty and Corey Ben, man, wow, unreal. Wow. Alex Marshall just Alex Marshall got in, and we were like, we we're playing good actually, but with Marshall, was kind of like the cherry on the top, everything was just like falling into place, like those set pieces, everything. It was great. Like, it was just like if we had this team playing that idea every single game, it will be different. I can't guarantee you that we're going to win it and we're going to lose it, but all I want is just what I saw in the second half 
every yes. single game and every single game improving what we're doing, you know? So I want the next match that is on Sunday playing how we did on the second half and better and then keep improving, improving because that's how we're going to produce results, right? Um, there's nothing wrong to say against this team because I think like the second half was unreal. Amazing. I'm happy with that result. As I tweeted uh, today, like, I feel like it's a one-on-one, it's a draw, but it feels like three points to me because it's just like I see that we're finally getting an identity also, also, of, of a style of playing that I haven't seen in the team. And I think that's what it gets me more excited about. I think, um, well, I'll go back to the, the, to the penalty in a second. Um, one of the big things I took from the game was how – and people have said this before the tournament, how we're stacked in midfield. And last night was like, I felt that that's especially the second half. Like we had Sissoko, Rampersad, LBG, and we still had Morelli on the bench to come into that midfield. It, it just, it, it, it just looks really, really good. And, and the fact that we have so many of Joe's um, skill and potential on the bench waiting to come in, like chomping at the bit. It's just going to drive the other three guys forward. Um, Sissoko has obviously been the surprise of the tournament too. I mean, he's been phenomenal. Uh, Rampersat just goes about his, his job and just gets it done. You can see LBG still trying to fit into the system and find out where he sits with those two other midfielders, but you can definitely see the qualities there. And as I said, I mean, if push comes to shove and we need to get a goal late on in the game, I mean, uh, there's just there's a good few options on the bench. Um, the question I did have for you, sorry, that was just my little punditry bit there. But the question I did have for you, like, do you think that the introduction of Alex Marshall at the halftime um, changed the the balance of the team a little bit? I f- do you feel like uh, maybe uh, Kanumbe it, it really showed that he wasn't a left winger and he is a left back? I think Kanumbe. It's not for that position, in my opinion. Uh, I think the guy is a talented player. Um, um, like, it's nonsense that he was playing there, to be honest. Um, to me, he's a left back. And, but to be honest, like, Mateo, wow. Like, Ma- Restrepo, Jesus. What a he game. Is, what a game. Like, I feel like we got a, a saying in Spanish that the uh, – we like the the kit is not that heavy. It means like you know you deliver, and for me, he's such a young guy and playing that way, that tackle that he did uh, to a player like it was like in the eighty minute or something like it was great. Like to me, Mateo and Ibra when he got in, I'm keep saying man, Ibra has swagger when he plays. Like he, he's just right there. He 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 he's just like. He doesn't get intimidated, and I like that on a player, you know? He just – he doesn't care. It could be Kyle Becker. He could be facing, I don't know, like Kyle, like Kyle Becker or Marco Bustos or all the top guys in the league. He doesn't care. He just got there and does his job, and I like that. I, I really, uh, he, he has hunger. I really felt uh, when Alex came on, like, um, no disrespect to the players we had last year. We had a really good team last year, but I just felt we were always missing that person who could play that pass. And wow. Like, I mean, it, it, everything about that, about the goal was just 
amazing. And I, I don't obviously we're Wanderers fans and we're probably over egg stuff, but it was it was probably one of the best goals I've seen the Wanderers mm-hmm. score just because of like it was just timed so perfectly. Like Akeem's run was perfect and Marshall's pass just split that whole one of the best defenses in the league just split it apart. Um and I think that's the part of the game. Um, as we said, there was some great performance, but that little bit in the game kind of just shows you the potential of this team. Um, once we kind of, uh, obviously Alex is, and I can understand why Stephen didn't start him because obviously he's coming in uh, late to the to the camp and all that kind of stuff. But um, he he is a player. Um, um, what did you think of his performance in the second half, Marshall? Yeah, real. And real, and I feel like we got options now, and Steven is having a hard time how to put all these pieces together because you have to save some room for the second half. You need options, you know, if in case we're playing good and suddenly we get a draw in the 80 minute one one, you need like that playmaker that just jump into the pitch and start like organizing everything and having a new strategy in the game and blah blah blah. And I feel like now we have the options. However, I feel that Corey Bent, Akin Garcia, and Alex Marshall always have to be in starting eleven. I, and I, it's it's hard it's hard for Stephen Hart to to how they play them. But if you are having and I say that on the on 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 the special that we had you know, with, with all the banter and everything. If you're having problems having how to place players, just start – now it's too late, but, like, we need to come up with a new system, be, you know, the classic four three three for the kind of quality players that we have right now. It might work or it might not work. And for sometimes, like, it's a four three three, but if you see, like, without the ball and with the ball, like, sometimes we're, like, three five two, And I don't know, but it's just – this is a, such a short tournament that we have to make experiments, but not too much because it's so short. But at the same time, if you're going to stick with one system, you just make sure that you have the right players because there's, there's a quote that you, that you mentioned it in the chat that we have with Chris, and it really stuck into my mind. And you say, when you have the right players playing in their actual right positions, results start happening positive for the team. And that's what happened yesterday. When you start like putting, like you can experiment with systems, but to me, like when you start putting players that are not in their natural position, I know you're going to have those polyfunctional players, but from from five players, you're going to have three of those that can develop that uh, polyfunctionality, you know, but not like five or six. And, and it is not, it's not the time. And to me, like um, Kinumbe was one of those. Kinumbe, Kinumbe was wasn't good on the first half. I don't want to be harsh with him. I I think he has a talent, but I see him more as a left back, and I feel like he's gonna be quality playing in that position. But Mateo yesterday was he proven that you know, and it's good to see competition, you know, because last last. Last season, we were playing injuries. We got a lot of injured players, and that factor play alone, you know. But now that we don't have many, injuries are always going to happen in every team. But the fact that we're having competition in, the, in every position, is, it's just amazing. 
and I think it's good for the team. So um, my well, this is going to be as we said, it's going to be a kind of quick chat just about the game. Um, I, I I feel like we don't want to get too in depth because we have another one just coming up uh, pretty quickly, but. Um, we have to go back to the penalty. I feel like I should be talking about the penalty with a pair of skinny jeans, no socks, and a pair of like slip-on shoes like all the guys were wearing on one sock last night, Garrett and uh, the Court Larson. They were both dressed the same way. It was kind of... <laughs> Kind of, kind of funny to be honest. <laughs> anyway, um, but it's it's kind of divided the the, the kind of Canadian kind of uh, football world. Um, like I talked to uh, Drew Becky today, and he said that he thought it was a penalty. Uh, we talked to Maury uh, Donner, and he, he thought it was too. Um, whereas obviously Andy Petrillo was definitely in the in Jason's corner, and Craig Forrest was too. So, what what what's your take on it? I think it wasn't a penalty because the first touch that he did was against the ball. And this is just like being, you know, like I tell you what I think always, you know, what I always say is what I think, you know, and I think that it wasn't for me. Uh, um, I have to double check the, the rules because sometimes like it could be so controversial, but if the rule says that it's this way, the rule says it. So it has to be that. But to me, Jason, uh, went for the ball to punch it, and uh, and then you know that the knees was like really high. But Jason is freaking tall, man. I know <laughs> he's he's a, far, right? he's a tall guy. Like he, he's a tall guy. So it's just like it was just like a, a bad moment, probably what happened. But to me, it wasn't a penalty because it was the first contact with the ball, and then the body. If you I, do that at the same time. Or you do the body first? Yes, of course. Like he probably gonna get like uh, call uh, like get a red card and you know, and then probably John Michael I, I, has to stop him. But I, I honestly, th- I honestly think like and it's obviously it's after the fact. It's kind of easy to say, but I feel like if that had been in the box the other way around, I I, I wouldn't have wanted it to be a penalty either because I I, I totally agree. With you. I feel like he he got to the ball first um, when you're a goalkeeper. You're like you're kind of told to clear everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're when you're going for the ball, he's just doing what's natural for it. I know the game has changed and all this kind of stuff, but I feel like there's some fundamentals that kind of still have to um, be part of the game. And I mean, that's that's the, the the box is the keeper's area, and that's kind of the risk you're putting when you're going in there, right? I mean, if if he was got if he'd got past them and then he took him out, I totally get it. The fact that the two of them are going for a, I felt was a fifty fifty challenge. Um, I, I know that Chris disagrees with, with us, but you know that's um, that's two against uh, two against one is good for us, I guess. Um, time. But you know what? <laughs> like um, everybody's talking about the penalty. Yes, it was controversial. Everything you know, but nobody remembers that. I don't know. It was the forty-one minute or the forty-four minute that Jason made an amazing save. Oh God! Was the one-on-one. But there's like, also there's also one down at the uh, the, the the corner. Um, so I mean, like, like he he made like a really good save down into like his right hand corner too. So I mean, I, I, I just the thing. Um, a lot a lot of people uh, were probably you know his first like his first game that he played. You you've got to 
give him credit. Like the fact, like you know, he's he's like he's coming off an injury. He's out for a while and rusty and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I, I definitely would have given him the benefit of the doubt from the first game. Anything that he kind of did wrong, apart from the penalty, which I can see why he went for the challenge. I, I think he played really, really well. And like, I, don't I think, think I think I think Jason is playing good. I I feel like Oxner when he comes from this injury, he has to be worried because Jason is playing really, really good. And he's doing the things like, you know, that, that kid is just like, minutes will tell, you know. And remember, the goalkeeper is the hardest position in the squad, you know. Oh, big time. Like because you may- it's almost demanded. Like, you need minutes and you, 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 it's like you have a – if you're a player, you're always going to have one or two chances or even three to prove that, you know, that you were meant to be for that position. But a keeper, you only have one. And, and that's the thing. I mean, like, if you're a keeper, you make a mistake, you're fucked. If you're a midfielder or whatever, like, sometimes you might get away. But if you make one mistake when you're a keeper, you're, you'll always look like an asshole, to be honest. So just before uh, I get your predictions for the game on Sunday, um, which has been moved to 9 o'clock, which I think was a really good move, considering that the Champions League final's on. Uh, mm-hmm. Kudos to the Wanderers and um, uh, the CPL for doing that. Um, it's on Sunday... If Christian's back to full fitness, who are you putting in goal, him or Jason? Um, <laughs> I always ask you the, the tough questions, so you get all the flack. <laughs> I'll put Jason. Okay. Because he has that mojo going on right now. And maybe Calvary, it's not the game to put Christian Oxer yet. Okay. Maybe with all that respect, with all, all with York, with Atletico, Ottawa, with Edmonton, with Valor, with all that respect to those teams. But I feel like maybe a match against those teams will be more suitable for Christian Oxner coming up from that recovery. And this is our third match. And remember, this is such a short tournament. So I feel that Jason should be on the starting eleven on, on against Calgary. Okay, and as I said, the last question, buddy, uh, what's your predictions for Sunday? I don't know, man. It depends. Like, if we play, like, the second half that we did, and I feel like if we want to get a good result, we have to show more than we did on the second half. So if we play, like, the second half, and even better, I think that we can pull up a 1-0 or a 1-1. I'm happy with a draw, to be honest. Next week, next Friday is going to be our one-year anniversary show, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, we might get a special guest for that one. So, um, thanks again, buddy, and uh, we'll talk soon. Talk soon, man. This week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast is brought to you in association with Bootbox Vancouver. Bootbox Vancouver is a distributor of boot socks. Boot socks help footballers change direction quicker by gripping the boot and maximizing the power transfer from foot to footwear. Head to bootboxvancouver.com to order yours now. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.